Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. We were just listening to a new release by the band We All Shine On, celebrating the music of 1970, and that was the song Sunshine. Uh, Standing by for the second half of the show is Dr. Romy Mushtalk, and she's going to share her new book, The Busy Brain Cure, The Eight-Week Plan to Find Focus, Tame Anxiety, and Sleep Again. You might have been one of the many adults during the pandemic kind of took a deep dive within and thought, do I have ADHD? Do I have ADD? And Dr. Romy is going to talk all about this right now. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me, Janine. Good afternoon and good morning to your listeners. And congratulations to you. You have some big news on your new book. We are the first ones to hear it in the family in California as a woman doctor. And overall, we just hit the National USA Today bestseller list one week after launch. Wow. And you and I were talking, this is no easy task. I mean, just putting a book out in the world. This is a putting on your warrior outfit, (laughs) climbing a mountain in awful heat, holding a boulder while people are throwing, shooting arrows at you to fall backwards. That's what it is. Did I get that feeling right, Janine? What do you think? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) You just must feel like this must be like a dream. I a good dream. I want to be I want it to be authentic, and you understand this as, as a woman thought leader. Um, it's not very often that in the nonfiction world a woman author makes it. But what I feel so thankful is it means that people needed this book. Yes. And you and I are going to talk about it. Yes. And that's what the most important thing is, is that we're making impact. Well, and the, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because I, I mentioned this before I brought you on the show, is that I believe so many people took a deep dive into how they were feeling before the pandemic, during the pandemic, and kind of took a look at, you know, do I have ADHD? Do I have ADD? Mm-hmm. Where did this come from? And do mm-hmm. I have the signs? And so let's dive in. What, what made you decide to write this book? I'm going to backtrack and tell you on the outside, you reading my bio, it seems like Romy has her life all together. Mm-hmm. But over 15 years ago, I entered neurology at a time when less than 5% of the brain doctors in America were women. And we didn't talk openly like we do today about the mental health crisis or burnout. Mm-hmm. And I learned firsthand that chronic stress can kill you because it almost killed me. And I'm a brain doctor. I should have known better. But the worst part, Janine, was I remember what it was like walking those hospital corridors feeling so alone. And so if any listener out there is struggling Mm -hmm. and you're feeling alone, like the lights are on and nobody is home, I wrote this book for you so that you know that Janine and I are here today for a reason and you tuned in and that you're not alone. Thank you for that. The reason I I ask that is because I think about the tremendous amount of anxiety and insomnia, you know, that people have gone through, like I said, during the pandemic. And we we still don't know the long-term effects of what we lived through in the pandemic. We're just beginning to unravel it. But here was the interesting thing is I started to research this in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, Your listeners will provide a link for your show notes later on. Mm -hmm. can take the free Busy Brain test. It's on my website and in my social media that 17,000 adults did in 2020, 2021, and 2022, looking at what was stress doing to our brain health, mental health, and physical health. And we got some shocking answers. But bottom line, 82% of people who took this test, mostly in the United States, but also in Canada and Europe, have something I call a busy brain. 
And bottom line, Janine, none of the listeners out there want you or I to say, just eat berries, breathe, <laughs> everything is going to be just fine. Yes, don't have no. coffee. I'm not listening to you if you say that, by the way. No, no, <laughs> I got you, girl. I got you, girl, as I sip another cup uh, out of my coffee cup. <laughs> so how do we overcome our busy brains? Because I thought of you. I, I wake up so early and sometimes I cannot mm. go back to bed. Got it. Well, let's talk about what a busy brain is. When you're living under chronic stress, there's a specific pattern of neuroinflammation that happens in your brain. What does that mean? It means you wake up and you're like, I don't have a personality until I have several cups of coffee or energy drinks or maybe even a prescription stimulant. And then you're low-key anxious all day long. And a simple task like me emailing Janine, thank you for having me on the show, that should take me three minutes, is taking me 37 minutes and I can't focus. Too many browser windows open on all your devices and in your brain. Yes. And you're wondering, like you said, do you have ADD? And you go home and you try to take the edge off and you can't calm down without a half a bottle of wine, bourbon, or an overpriced supplement. And then you go to put your head down on the pillow and there's 72 warring conversations going on in your brain. Mm. That's a busy brain. It is the triad of adult onset attention deficit disorder or ADHD inattentive type, anxiety, and insomnia, all three together in one. And that's what being under chronic stress can do. Yeah, it's a wallop. It's there's havoc in your life when you feel like that. Mm. What is the yeah. root cause of ADHD yeah. or ADHD? And what's the difference? Well, well, okay, so let's talk about attention deficit disorder mm -hmm. um, is an older term. Now it's also known in adults as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder in attentive type, meaning you don't have the hyperactivity. But when I went to medical school ages ago, we thought, oh, if you have it as an adult, it was because you had it as a child. But not true. Because of the way our society has changed, stress levels and our digital device use as yes. a primary cause, in the last 10 years, we now know that adult brains have been actually rewired, Ginny. You could have been fine as a child, and all of a sudden, this pattern of neuroinflammation in two key areas of your brain that we'll cover in a minute can actually cause you to feel like you're not focusing. That's unbelievable. I just thought it was something we had when we were younger. I didn't realize it would just come out as an adult. Yes, and that's what we're trying to raise awareness on because this happens to both men and women. And too often, Janine, people start shaming themselves going, I'm not cut out for this job. Mm -hmm. Something must be wrong with me. I'm just burned out like everyone else. I shouldn't apply for that promotion. And I'm here to say, I want you to succeed in your professional goals, but without burning yourself out. Well, and you touched on this a little bit, technology. So all the swiping and there's so many things to look at, whether you're on a computer or you're on your phone and you're looking at TikTok, Instagram, on and on and on, we're bombarded by information. I feel like we really need to be mindful of disconnecting. You know, we try and it's really difficult because our brains are addicted to our devices. So in chapter nine of the book, you read a study that I did at a hospitality management company that's based right there in Orange County in San Clemente. I told 500 leaders in that organization that manage hotels that are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I need you to shut down your digital devices one hour before bedtime. And then we're going to measure anxiety, stress, and sleep before and after. And the effects were profound, Janine. Yes, yes. Not only did people do better than had I given them a sleeping pill, but we saved a lot of marriages and partnerships because all of a sudden there was no iPad in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. No, it, it makes total sense. Yeah. 
So do you want to talk about the eight-week brain shift protocol that you developed? Yes. So we aren't, weren't going to only research busy brain and leave readers or listeners hanging, Jenny. It was really important for me to find a cure. And as I said at the top of the interview, nobody listening wants us to take their coffee away or just say, eat berries and breathe and spiritually bypass them. Mm-hmm. You need an actual solution. So step one in this eight-week protocol is to get your brain score. I, I just, I'm a doctor. I want to know your number. You need to know your number. How are you doing? And then you'll measure that same busy brain test number at the end of the eight weeks to see how much better you're doing. Then we go week by week. The first four weeks are really about restoring the busy brain center in your brain, specifically your circadian rhythm, your biological clock. That's the first step we ask readers to take in week two or chapter 11 of the protocol to do the seven-day sleep challenge. Do you find that you've had even more people reach out to you the past few years to, to dive into this and and how has food played a role so important that's two questions right there and I'm going to ha- take them on one by one okay. one is have more people reached out yes I am hired as a professional keynote speaker like you Janine for a living and all of a sudden it became safe and actually desired to talk about mental and brain health in the workplace and people wanted actual solutions and that helped us to do the research we were able to build this eight-week protocol and test it in over a thousand executives Number two, how does food play a part? Mm -hmm. We actually, this may surprise you, Janine, we actually tell people that I want you to eat comfort food. We're not going to put people on a diet or a cleanse. (laughs) Really? I know. And there's a collective gap there in the OC. Give an example, please. I'm not taking, okay, so let's talk about what comfort food is. Comfort food is the foods that have a core memory of joy. They may be a a family recipe, something tied to a religious holiday, a reminder of a exotic place you traveled and a great meal. We ask you to do that once to twice a week because dieting and cleansing will actually raise the stress hormone levels in your brain. I could see that. Yeah, Yeah. but what we do do is once you do the first four weeks of the protocol, you reset your brain that really the stress eating and the carb cravings should calm down. And this is without having to take a GLP-1 agonist like Ozempic or Wagovi, Mm -hmm. literally. Yes, so that's step one. The other thing we ask is we ask people if you're going to have in week five um, a high glycemic carbohydrate, white sugar, white flour, white rice, white potatoes, that you do so but you don't have caffeine with it one hour, one hour before or after. So you choose one or the other, caffeine or a high glycemic carbohydrate. And that seems to be the trick. Okay, let me give you an example. So at night, I don't eat a huge dinner, but at night if I want something comfort food for me, it's oatmeal with some <clears throat> blueberries in almond milk. Mm. And mm-hmm. is that a glycemic food? That is a great question. It depends what kind of oatmeal. If you cook steel-cut oatmeal yourself at home, you're okay. Or there's a lot of low-carb oatmeal out there. Now, if you're getting instant oatmeal, most of those are loaded with added sugar. We're going to ask the listeners. Yeah, Yeah. we're going to ask the listeners, though, to look. Because a lot of people will quickly make instant oatmeal for their kids Mm -hmm. or take cold cereal. That's a high glycemic food. Actually, for many people, like you said, you're waking up in the middle of the night. We actually ask that you eat a a low glycemic carbohydrate and a healthy fat before you go to bed so your blood sugar is not dropping from stress in the middle of the night. Yes. Well, I never wake up in the middle of the night and eat, but I will eat 
oatmeal at night, well, gluten-free. Yeah. You know. Well, when people wake up between 2 and 4 a.m. with a busy brain and you're wide awake, your stress hormones are jacked up really high. And you think, let me just do a load of laundry before the kids get up or work on work emails. And one of the key reasons that happens is you're stressed out during the day that your blood sugar is dropping in the middle of the night. Oh, that's so and interesting. That's, Mm-hmm. The other cause, oh, we're going to lose some listeners and friends here, Janine, <laughs> is alcohol. So we do ask that during the eight weeks, especially during the first four weeks when we're restoring your circadian rhythm, that people cut down or cut out alcohol because that will absolutely throw your brain and your belly into an absolute chaos. Sure. Sure, that makes sense. One thing for me I'm very conscious of is, for instance, I don't have sugar. If I want to have some Mm -hmm. dark chocolate, do not have it close to bed because of the, Mm. it'll just stimulate my brain too much. You know, again, I don't want to take sugar away from people. (coughs) Pardon me, especially if it's a part of comfort food. So Mm -hmm. let's just say you're listening and in the next couple of weeks, your child is having a birthday and you're going to have cake or cupcakes. Mm -hmm. Don't make a face in front of your child and not eat the sugar because you don't want to rob them of joy and right. that something is wrong with the cake. Yes. And you want to eat that cake with your child, too. So people are so consumed with, I have to cut all sugar out. Here's a really fun fact that when people have a busy brain um, and your cortisol levels are high in the morning, and we talk about this in Chapter 7 of the book, your thyroid hormones, one of the most challenging things especially women can do is to go completely carb-free it can actually be more harmful. And so we actually say to add the low glycemic carbohydrates back in or every once in a while, girl, have joy. Eat the French fries. Have a baked (laughs) potato with your steak. Like do not deprive yourself. It actually elevates your stress hormone levels. I could never give up carbs. I mean, I eat sweet potatoes and brown rice and things like that. But yeah, um, I love carbs, you know, balance. That's what I like. Balance. It is. You know, people talk about brown rice here in the United States. Here's a fun fact. I work with a lot of corporate clients and rice is one of the most popular consumed foods around the world. In a recent study in the Journal of Nutrition, they actually found that people in East and South Asia who consume jasmine and basmati rice that hasn't been processed the way it is here in the United States have a healthier gut microbiome and brain health than we do here in America. So we have to yes. really be careful about villainizing certain foods. Sure. Well, That's well, why in the Busy Brain Care, we don't put people on the diet. That's good. I don't think, I mean, I grew up dieting and worrying about weight so much. I I'd rather have, you know, balance. I was going to say, I remember reading years ago about arsenic in rice, and and I eat organic rice. So Mm -hmm. has that been a big issue as well? Is that the difference? You know, it's the same thing, yeah. When when we're using organic rice or the rice that I buy, I tend to buy from the Asian grocery stores that have um, not been modified with GMOs and other pesticides that are not allowed in Asia and Latin America the way they are in the U.S., we should be okay. Were you always interested in becoming a doctor, or was it later on in life? No, this was since childhood. I'm the firstborn child of immigrant parents in the United States. I was born and raised in a small town in Illinois, and my dad had that success mantra for the day I came into the newborn (laughs) nursery. I have one daughter, and you will become a doctor. And the first toy that I remember having was a neon red and orange and yellow Fisher Price stethoscope that I carried with me every day to preschool because my dad took a stethoscope to work. It was all I knew, academic excellence. And to be 
a woman who enjoyed science, technology, engineering, math, and medicine. And it's why it's important for me to talk about it today as a STEMinist. And that maybe if a listener is listening out there and their daughter or niece or granddaughter comes home, you'll remind them of what my mom and dad did for me, Janine, that math and science don't necessarily come easy. You have to work hard to do it. Yes. But be a STEMinist to the girls in your life. I love it. STEMinist. Anything else you'd like to share about the book? Well, if you're waking up in the middle of the night or you can't fall asleep, but most of all, you're in that dark and lonely place that we talked about at the top of this interview, Mm -hmm. I want you to know something that I wish someone had said to me when I was going into surgery. Your brain is not broken, your mind is not a mess, and hope did not depart your soul. There is a cure for the busy brain, and we're here to share it with you today. That's great. One of the other reasons I wanted you on the show, because this really affects your mental health. If you're obviously not mm-hmm. feeling good, your gut's not in check, your diet, and I, when mm-hmm. I say diet, what you eat, not being on a diet. Um, yeah, you're, you're eating, stress eating, absolutely. Yes, stress eating, everything is impacted, and, and I used to love bacon double cheeseburgers growing up and I would never touch that now I mean I completely I realized that what I ate affected me mentally and emotionally and physically mm-hmm. but as we get older you know uh, there's there's a lot of stress so I appreciate what you've done with this book and congratulations thank you so much Janine for the support coming from a strong stemist like you that really means a lot thank you and Dr. Romy where can people find out more about you you know, I'm on drromi.com on my website or social media, and you can buy the Busy Brain Cure, the eight-week plan to find focus, tame anxiety, and sleep again anywhere globally that books are sold. Great. Do you want to just leave us with a little bit more about your background? Because I know you're also the Chief Wellness Officer for Evolution Hospitality yeah. in Monk. You know, for the last six years, I was the Chief Wellness Officer for Evolution Hospitality based right there out of Orange County. And you'll read about our journey together in the book. And today I stepped up in a role into Great Wolf Resorts and on am there not only a doctor, but Chief Wellness Officer overseeing the wellness of over 10,000 pack members members are associates. Incredible. Congratulations. This is wonderful. Well, I look forward to staying in touch. And if you've missed any part of my conversation with Dr. Romy, it will be up as a podcast within an hour after I wrap. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, Janine.